This is the Unheard Story Podcast. We are your hosts, Joe and Lara Melema, Jesus Film Project enthusiasts and members of the Director's Development Board. As Jesus Film Project, our calling is to reach the watching world, connect people to Jesus, and serve the body of Christ worldwide by providing the highest quality gospel media in the heart language of every nation and people group. Today, we have an interview between Jesus Film Project staff member Holly Newell and the CEO of Unto, a humanitarian aid group. I think you'll love how the body of Christ is working together to bring hope and end hunger. Hi, friends. My name is Holly Newell, and I work with the Jesus Film Project. And today, I have the privilege of sitting down with the CEO and president of the humanitarian aid group, Unto, Al Goff. Al, I live in Orlando, Florida, at the international headquarters for Campus Crusade for Christ International, which in the States we call CREW. And Jesus Film Project is under that umbrella of CREW, as is your organization, Unto, which kind of makes us like cousins, I think. We are so excited to hear from you today. And Al, I have to tell you this, your organization has the most beautiful trucks I see them often going up and down the road near our house. (laughs) They have this gorgeous picture of a mom and their daughter on the truck. And sometimes I'm stuck behind the trucks at the railroad crossing near our headquarters. But I always feel really happy when I'm behind those trucks because I know that they're full of supplies for people that that desperately need them. So I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Unto. And also, can you tell me what do you have inside those trucks? Absolutely, Holly. It's great to be with you. Yes, we are cousins. And (laughs) I love that analogy as a fellow ministry of crew and and close cousins at that. What's in those trucks is oftentimes supplies we're collecting, supplies for your ministry as well as as because we're in Orlando now. And uh, oftentimes we help you with some, some different projects. And then there's Oftentimes that we're doing disaster response, so they're full of uh, supplies for hurricane relief, especially when you're talking Florida and the uh, southeastern part of the United States. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Would you tell us, Al, just a little bit about how you came to be involved with Unto? Yes, ma'am. I've been with Campus Crusade for over 20 years. I married into the company. My wife's been with them for... 35 or more. I won't say how much more. And so since I joined the organization more than 20 years ago, I have been involved in doing humanitarian work, especially in the developing world and in the areas of the world that's been difficult to reach with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because what I learned early is that many people don't necessarily, especially if they're coming from another religious background, Mm -hmm. don't necessarily want to have anything to do with Christians. Mm -hmm. But when you do something profound for them that shows them your unconditional love for them through really providing a blanket when they're cold or water when they're thirsty, it Mm -hmm. changes the game Mm -hmm. in terms of how they receive our staff, receive me, and even sometimes ask us about the why behind what we're doing. 
After doing this for years in 2013, I was asked to give leadership. I was living at the time in Europe, working primarily in the Middle East and Central Asia. And uh, crew leadership asked me to move to Plano, Texas and give Mm. leadership to Untu. So we did that and have been working with Untu since that time. Al, what's the most exciting part about your job right now? Is there an area where you're just loving it and and feel like things are flying along well? Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, Untu is the humanitarian arm of crew. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot. It's when business is good, it's because the world is in some distress. So Uh while we are while we are excited about what we're doing, sadly, it's usually caused by the situation in the world not going well. What it is is a time when people are hurting and they and if the followers of Jesus can be responsive in real time and meet real needs for them in that moment, mm-hmm. their hearts open up to Jesus like, mm-hmm. like your two-year-old used to open up to you when you walked in the door and mm-hmm. just come running arms open. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, Holly, there's 27 wars as of this moment going on. In the wow. World. Wow. 27. There's, there's over 90 million refugees and displaced people. Mm. Yet, followers of Jesus are going out like unto and helping and providing expressions of kindness so profound that it just opens people's hearts to hearing and even seeing through uh, tools like the Jesus film, Mm. the story of Christ and the one who sent that help. So how do you even decide where to respond first? We work with our crew partners to determine what are the countries we need to work in and then how best can we do this so that they are equipped to express the love of Jesus and the kindness of Jesus through, we call it the three R's, relieving suffering. That means kind of the traditional humanitarian imperative, but do it in a way that restores or allows people to keep their dignity. Mm-hmm. Much humanitarian work is dignity stripping instead of dignity enhancing or restoring. So we want to wow. do it in a way that restores dignity. That's primarily why we work through our local staff. Mm-hmm. And then we cut the third R is to reveal hope. And this is where your partners with the Jesus film and other organizations come in. When the crew staff on the ground, are handing people, you know, a refugee supplies. And that refugee, whether it's out of fear, out of suspicion, or out of gratitude, says to them, why are you doing this? You've been Mm -hmm. so kind. Why are you Mm -hmm. doing this? There it is, right? That's that moment Mm -hmm. when you can say, you know, we work for a refugee. He was just like you. His leader tried to kill him, and his family had to haul him to another country when he was itty-bitty and go to a country where it was a strange language, they were having to eat strange food, Mm -hmm. and we worked for that refugee, and he told us to come and help you. Well, who is that refugee, they might ask? Well, you might have heard of him. I don't know. His name is Jesus. You know, his his story is their story. 
when he was little and, and, and Herod tried to kill him, his family ran as refugees to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And, and then we explained to him, that refugee, Jesus, sent us to help you. Not only just because of to help you, but he wants to have a relationship with you and walk with you through this. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it very organic and natural for us to go, do you want to learn more? And they go, yeah, we have a film about him. We have audio recordings about him. You can learn about him on your phone and the different ways that the Jesus film provides, as well as other Jesus film partners provide to share Christ and actually introduce them to the one who is truly the responsible one for sending the help that they needed. I have never heard that before. We work for a refugee. I think that's brilliant and totally humbling. (laughs) Personally, I just think, wow, that's who I work for. Um, That's who I serve. I love it. Could I just circle back to what you said that sometimes humanitarian aid can be dignity stripping? I've never heard that before. What, What does that mean? Yes, ma'am, There's, it is really easy for a lot of aid to be used in a bad way. It can be used to create dependency, for one thing, which is dignity stripping. I have, been, I have seen situations where in, their, in people's zeal to help, they'll have people line up in a hot sun. Now, imagine you're a, you're a lady, you've got six kids on your hip. You're standing in a hot sun in a queue or in a line for three, four, or five hours. Somebody throws a box of stuff that that you don't know what's in it and bruises your shoulder. They stamped you because they want to make sure that you don't get it twice. You're 150 to 200 feet down the road. Then some young man with a gun just takes it away from you and walks off. That's dignity stripping. Mm-hmm. That doesn't enhance dignity. And, yeah. and so much humanitarian work, for all its good intention, mm-hmm. if it's not done well, and if mm-hmm. it's not done culturally appropriate, can be dignity stripping. That's why we want to work through our indigenous staff. Yeah. You've worked yeah. in the Middle East. You know you know what you do with your hands, where you put your feet, things like that can can put people off. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to do it in a culturally appropriate, dignified way. That when I think of that woman with the six kids on her hips, how can I help take the supplies to her mm-hmm. so that she doesn't have to leave her home, stand in the hot sun, make mm-hmm. sure the kids are taken care of, and that she will not only have the help, but will feel these people truly care the kindness of God that leads to repentance, that kindness mm. is what she will see. Remember Matthew, the parable of the sheep and the goats. And what is what does Jesus say? For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a sick or a prisoner, you visited me. I was a stranger, a, a foreigner, and you invited me in. And it says, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, you've done it to me. What strikes me in that verse is that the person is not helping Christ as they see it in the flesh. But what Jesus says, to the extent that you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. If Mm -hmm. I thought every time I was helping somebody Mm -hmm. who was poor, who was naked, who was hungry, 
who was thirsty, who was a stranger, who was sick. If I actually thought I was doing it for Christ himself, how would that change how I would do it? Oh, total game changer. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. If, if I was serving yeah. the Queen of England like that, if, if the Queen uh-huh. of England was thirsty or the <laughs> president or whatever, it would mm-hmm. totally change how I would do it. Yeah. Well, what yeah. Christ says by his own words is when we're helping people, mm-hmm. yeah, we're actually serving him. And so I need to serve him or that person in such a way that they would feel like Christ would feel if I was serving them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. When we think about the big numbers and 27, did you say 27 conflicts or 97? 27 armed conflicts around the world. So that, that number's so big, I can't even quite take it in. Is there a particular story that of one person, of a face that you kind of keep in front of you to keep your compassion high? I think I would have to do that if I was in your... Yes, ma'am. So there's one particular situation in South Sudan that comes to mind mm-hmm. when I think of that, Holly. South Sudan is one of the newest countries in the world, got its independence, and almost immediately went into civil war that's still ongoing, though it has settled down a little bit. When I was in the capital, Juba, I was in a refugee camp, and I met this uh, lady. This refugee camp was was not far from the airport. We were providing them medical supplies. And this lady, striking lady, she was a little taller than me, very classy looking, and she wanted to show me and the and the the team that was with me. I was with some of our South Sudanese staff. The place where she lives. So we went into her tent. Mm-hmm. As I go into our tent, I look up and notice that half the tent, the roof is missing. I ask her. The tent looked to be about uh, fifteen, about twenty feet by twelve feet. Mm-hmm. How many people are living in this tent? There's about forty. Okay. She showed me a little fire in the center of her tent in the area where it's obviously not where they had a roof with a little pot, maybe eight inches in circumference and a little fire underneath. Mm -hmm. I asked her, what does she feed her kids? Mm -hmm. She explained, she goes outside and goes to the weeds and she pulls weeds and chops them up and puts them in the pot with a little bit of water and about a teaspoon of sorghum, which is like the molasses. And that's what she feeds her kids. And it was just striking. I don't know if she knew how how I would take that. And I just, with tears in my eyes, I just told her, I'm so proud of you. How resourceful you are to do that so that your kids will be fed. And and you could see she was just such a dignified lady. And Mm -hmm. it was just... It was a moment that broke my heart, yet showed me the resilience of this lady. She was doing what she could do to help her family. Mm -hmm. And it just gave me resolve to, we have got to get food to her that will be not only filling to her child's belly, but will be uh, nutritious for her children in order to really help her because she Mm -hmm. is doing all she can do. And then we did get, just as a postscript, we did get food back into this camp. And you will be glad to know, Holly, mm-hmm. in this camp, there was, it was such rejoicing and we were able to show wow. the Jesus film and people came to faith in this camp. And there is a church that's been planted and ongoing discipleship to this day. 
Oh, wow. That's unbelievable. Al, I'm so glad that you got to see some, some victory in the midst of so much challenge, right? That that's what makes it worth it. That's mm-hmm. incredible. I think in your line of work, it is so important to have the right things, the right supplies at the right place at the right time. And part of what you were mentioning was, was shipping and getting the food where it needs to be. And I imagine people that are listening are thinking, how can I help? I really want to help. I know that you have a program and it's called Ship for Hope. Will you tell us a little bit about that? And we're going to link to the show notes um, so that people can take action after this and begin to respond to what's happening around the world. Yes, Holly, thank you for asking about that. Yes, so Ship for Hope is our our project to get containers of uh, supplies, which include food, clothes, education supplies. The refugees is what a lot of this goes to, and the people who are displaced by war or by economic hardship, like what's happening a lot of times in Latin America. And we're shipping these containers all over the world to address the needs of these people in real time. It's being Mm -hmm. distributed by crew staff and their partners, but we've got to get it into their hands. So we are needing people's help in order to ship these containers into some of the really tough places that we ship to. Many of the countries I can't talk about, frankly, okay. Holly, because okay. mm-hmm. there are countries that are would be, if you will, adversarial to the gospel, adversarial to the kind of the kind of projects that we do, and we have to go mm-hmm. in through uh, carefully and do that. But I can assure you, the people that are getting those and are distributing are people who are committed to the gospel and awesome. are still in spite of persecution and in spite of war and challenges, are mm-hmm. committed to not only helping these people in real time, mm-hmm. but to sharing in a dignified and gracious and respectful way mm-hmm. the love of Jesus that transforms their lives forever. Thank you for doing it, Al. Thank you to you and your team and for representing Jesus so well. And I I just, I know that we walk around here in the United States and think we have so much. How do we get it where it needs to be? And you're the one that's um, running point on that on behalf of all of us. And so we're just really, really grateful. Al, we're going to link to your website and all the different information in the show notes so that people can take action. But just on behalf of all of us, thank you for taking the time to share what's going on in the world. And we just want to come along and be a part of the journey. So thank you for making that possible. Thank you, Holly. And thank your listeners. I just appreciate your partnership with the Jesus Film. Continue to support them too, because they are a vital part of what we do. Well, we love working together. Thank you, Al. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Holly. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Unheard Story Podcast. There are lots of great stories right here in the feed, and next week you'll find another incredible story here. So subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.